Greetings and welcome to Polson Foursquare Church. My name is Pastor Greg Perkins and I'm happy that you've joined us today. This year of 2023, our focus is Together on Mission. In our teaching throughout this year, we will talk much about how we are all called to be a missional church and a missional people. Colossians 4, 2 through 6 are our theme verses that speak about being a people of prayer and of preparedness and how we are to go out and be witnesses to those around us in our everyday life. So today as we study God's word together, I pray the Holy Spirit will speak to you through these messages and pray that you'll be blessed by our podcast teachings and that you'll be edified and enriched in God's word. Thank you and may God bless you all. And kind of camping. Uh, they've kind of been camping. Their camper is out in the, the parking lot. <laughs> so, but uh, we're blessed today. Uh, some very dear friends of Jill and mine uh, for a number of years. I can't remember how many. But um, Corbin Jan and Jeff Morgan are with us today with a ministry called Many Tribes. And uh, we've supported them as a church over the years. Um, they moved from, well, most recently they moved from Missoula. They were here in the Mission Valley for a number of years as well. Uh, then they moved to Missoula for a number of years. And now they moved to Alabama, Auburn, Alabama. So they came back to get a little moderate temperatures. No. <laughs> from, but they wanted to start traveling again and... Uh, and so they have this motor home that they're going around, and they had a board meeting actually here at the church for their many tribes ministry um, yesterday. Um, and I just asked them if, you know, we've had them over the years sharing here, and I'm like, well, since you're here, we'd love to have you uh, uh, meet them and hear from them because uh, they really have, they both are licensed and ordained ministers with Foursquare Church. And uh, down where they're at, since they moved to Al Auburn, Alabama, there is no Foursquare Church, but they are still very active in ministry down there and uh, with their ministry called Many Tribes. So would you welcome uh, Corb and Jan and Jeff Morgan? Thank you for being with us today. That's okay, no. That's so good to see everybody. And there's a lot of new faces in here, but um, there's a lot of older ones too. But you know what I mean. You know what I mean. I know, and it's like, and I was like, it's been a year, and you're like, okay, a few more pounds, a few more wrinkles. But you know what? The Lord, I was speak, talking to the Lord yesterday about this, and He said, "You are alive, you are breathing, your heart is beating, and you are blessed." Amen? Amen. Amen. I don't care if we're, you know, brand new or 95 or 105. If you're still here on this earth, God is blessing you and blessing me. And yes, changes happen, but you know what? Because we're still here, we still have an assignment. Don't forget it. You're not too old. You're not too, you know, maybe some health issues. You know, just keep on going for Jesus. Amen. Amen. And so that's what we've been doing. And don't look too hard at that motorhome. I know it's hard. to uh, You can't miss it coming in through the parking lot there. But that is our our motorhome uh, from Alabama. <clears throat> and uh, we are we really uh, still have such a heart for our Native American people. We've been uh, we, we just 
a year in Alabama. It's been one year. We left June 1st uh, last year, and we still have such a longing uh, for our to minister among our native people. I still keep in contact with everyone, but it's the face-to-face that we miss and we love, and coming here to the Mission Valley to see all of you. So uh, we uh, had nine days of travel, and today we are nine days going back. Maybe not nine, maybe more like seven. It depends, yeah. Um, but we were able to go to Washington State where we ministered in a couple churches there of Native people, and then we uh, also here in Montana have had a couple of gatherings and churches that we've ministered, and the people are just precious, and we just love them. Please pray for our Native people. Um, there's a lot, and but you know what? They're the sleeping giant. So I believe that God is going to wake up our native people, and it's going to be amazing someday. And it already is starting to stir. So uh, we really believe that. We really, really believe that. Here, this church is in the middle of this reservation in this valley. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, um, but today we just wanted to share uh, just a little update. And you just heard a little update on what we've been doing, and. Um, I went, got to see family in Washington, and uh, we are just blessed. We, we, we do need to go back early. We were going to be going to, um, to Northern Cheyenne and uh, also Rapid City, but Jeffrey has had some health issues and with his balance, and uh, he really needs to get back and get some medical attention. And there's some other things going on, too, that we need to get back and, and, and get some attention, medical attention. So pray for Jeff. Um, in fact, would you extend your hand over to Jeff, our church family here? Father, we just thank you for Jeff, for you, Lord. We just thank you for his sweet spirit. And Lord, we just ask for uh, healing for him. And we ask and we ask and we ask, but we know you hear. And we know when you hear, uh, that according to your will, we have what we ask of you. And so, Lord, we pray for Jeff. We pray for encouragement for him, for comfort. Lord God, we pray that um, as we meet with the doctors, that they'll have wisdom like they've never had before, that there's something going on they're not seeing. I pray, Lord, we all here in this family pray for Jeff, that they will see it and they'll be able to help him. And we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, well, today you're going to get to hear my husband, um, Corb Morgan, and... uh, January, it will be 50 years of marriage. You can clap. 50. 50 years. So, uh, best husband on the face of the earth. I know, ladies, you're going to all just disagree with me, but I think so. (laughs) Amen. Oh, I'm going to give this a go. We'll see. Don't forget, you have your glasses hanging on your neck. I know. Sometimes he has his glasses here, glasses there, and I'm like, where's my glasses? They're like up there. You can hear me. I'm going to grab one of these. And uh, you know, actually, I will say we love this church. We tell people about this church where we live. And you might say, why? One of the things about this church, the word says that Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And I, I believe that, that it's, it's always been one of the things about this church is that prophecy is welcomed. That is not 
necessarily the case wherever we go. And so a precious thing is, is occurring here. And uh, now that's not why we, it's one of the things that we love about this church, but we love you. And uh, we just thank you for having us today. A uh, couple things about Alabama. I'm still getting used to be calling sir. And, and this is ma'am, because first time, first couple times, they said, sir, you're, you're looking around for a sir. <laughs> uh, another thing is, uh, you get a weird look when you say howdy. <laughs> howdy? Nobody says howdy in Alabama. Y'all. Yeah, y'all. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, here, here, possums. There, armadillos. And when, when they die, everybody go like this. <laughs> they roll on their side, and they go. And uh, so lots, of, lots of armadillos and lots of snakes. So today we're going to talk about a little bit about snakes, a little bit about walking, a little bit about walking with God. But first we're going to pray, and then uh, off we go. So... Jesus, you said that if there are two or more of us, you're here. So we humble ourselves. We come under your word. We receive your resurrection power. We accept the fellowship of your sufferings. But what we want more than anything else is that you would be active in our hearts today, that we will receive it, that it won't be for the person next to us. It'll be what you're saying to us. That's our prayer in Jesus' name. After Howard came up and just said, if there's anything the Lord will give you, uh, share it. And, and initially, I don't know how it is for you guys. I'm just blank. You know, it's just like. And then at some point during service, uh, a story came to me that I believe the Lord wants me to share. A pastor friend of ours sister who lived in Oregon, one night, uh, I, I, I'm doing my best to be accurate with the story, heard something barking outside. It was a wintry night, and so she went outside to investigate, and she's walking like this. Well, she stepped on the lid of their septic tank, their vault, and it flipped. And she dropped down eight feet in the dark of a winter night, Everybody go, ew. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right. You don't want to fall in a, in a, into a septic vault. But that's what happened to her. And, and she quickly realized it's cold, it's wet, it's stinky. I'm very much alone. I don't have my cell phone. What am I going to do? And uh, you know what she did? And this, this is the word of the Lord. Cry out to the Lord. She cried out to God, and she got a power a supernatural power, I call it a natural power. God strengthened her to be able to grip the sides because it was an eight-foot deep vault. And she realized, if I don't get out of here, right? And she clawed her way out of that vault and lived. And, uh, uh, and, and so, you know, when I, when I say we know him, and see, he's here today in the power of his resurrection, and yet we're probably also familiar with the second part of that verse, 
And they do go hand in hand in the fellowship of his sufferings. Amen. So, so that is, uh, I just believe that there may be someone here today or several someones that feel like I need the power of God to allow me to claw my way out of this. Sometimes he's going to send somebody to give them a hand, right, and pull you out. But sometimes you literally feel like you're going to claw your way out. Now, what about this? This is, this is not the world's fanciest uh, walking stick. Um, it was a leftover from Bible camp down in St. Ignatius. And so I attached some bells to it because when you walk, you're, you want to make noise, right, when there's bears around. And, and so we don't have many bears in Alabama, we have snakes, all kinds of snakes. And so I walk the dog in the woods, and I do my best. I don't let the dog run loose because he'll go find a snake. And, uh, and I never saw a snake in this place I walked. I never saw a chipmunk. Maybe that's because there were snakes there. I'm not sure. But anyhow, I would walk along, and they said, carry something, make noise, just like anything, and it'll retreat because these are supposed to be more happy in the in the grass and so uh, I walked it for six months and then there came the day when I said Jan would you go with me because she's afraid of snakes and I said I haven't seen a snake in all the time there's no snakes there and so we're walking along we're walking and here she comes there's a a copperhead snake right in our path that we walked up upon. And it's just there. And you know what? It was a defiant copperhead snake. It goes, you're going around me. I'm not moving. And, um, and so we did. I mean, the prudent thing is to go around a snake, right? And so anyhow, I kind of started wondering. I thought, God, why, why when she is with me did we see the only snake that I may ever see. And, 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 I, and I started to think about it and pray about it. And I thought, you know, uh, I took it as a warning. You know, she's, a, she's pretty sensitive to the things of the Spirit. And I, I think and I feel that it was God's way of going, don't be cavalier in your walk. Don't be, don't be uh, just central focused you know, in your walk. And, and so this began a stirring in me to revisit what it means to walk with God in the scriptures. And so there's the, the intro story. Um, I guess I better get this stuff out. So give me a moment to get settled here. So walking with God, uh, it's woven, it's a thread woven through the scriptures, even from the very beginnings. In Genesis 3, 8, you have, is, remember, and God was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. How cool is that? God, God walking in the garden, and, and we know that, that our sin caused that precious thing to be abandoned, but... Um, walking, there's, I, I, I love to walk, and 
as we've gone on in our 50 years of marriage, uh, one of the things I've learned about myself is when Jen uh, says we need to talk, I don't know about you guys, but it, there's a moment where terror is struck into my heart, right? <laughs> and, and it's like, we need to talk. And I'm like, am I in trouble? It's sometimes yes, sometimes no. But I realized, we figured out early in marriage, if I sit there, I freeze. I just can't, can't get it out. And, and so we, a lot of times we've learned to walk together to talk about things that needed to be talked through. And so walking is way more than the physical of taking one step after the other. There's a lot to walking if you think about it. Walking, uh, most often it involves intention, right? I'm going back to the soundboard. We walk. I have, sometimes we're walking, and you know, it is the most basic form of movement that God has given us. There is, you can move from a walk to a run, you can jump, but it's the most basic thing that God has given us, and I believe that it's true in the spiritual sense. When it, it comes to knowing Jesus and walking with Jesus, it's you got to walk with them. It's 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 woven. Let me let me read you just to kind of give us some ideas, and then I'll bounce back. Micah six eight. He says, "He has shown you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God." John eight twelve. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said. I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. So there we see a, a passage that says we can walk in light or we have the ability to walk in darkness or walk into darkness. Galatians, these are scriptures that you've heard, but when you, when you let that word walk stand out, I say then, walk by the Spirit and thereby not fulfill the desires of the flesh. There's something about walking that God's trying to get a hold of us about. There's something about it. Ephesians 4, I therefore, the prisoners of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. And so when I said that walking, especially in the scriptures, goes way beyond just putting one foot in front of the other. Another passage in, in, in Genesis 5 is, how many remember Enoch? Enoch got swept into heaven. Why? The only thing the scriptures say is Enoch walked with God, all right? And so is, here's, um, let me keep going with some of these verses. Ephesians 5, 15 to 17. See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. It's a warning. We, more than ever in our days, the days that we live in, our walk is going to matter. Our walk matters to God. 
our walk and how we go about walking. Um, the scriptures are full of when they did not walk in a worthy manner. Uh, you, you go through the kings of Judah or the kings of Israel and the, the last phrase of their life, and it's how their life was measured, is they did not walk with God or they walked with God, you see. And, and so there is uh, our walk, I believe, is measured. I think God does pay attention to our walk. And I'll, do we all walk perfectly? No, we don't. We, we, we stumble, we fall, we, we drift off course and have to be nudged back to on course. Just two more verses, and then we'll... we'll if, this is First John 1, 6 and 7. If we say that we have fellowship with him and we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with him and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. That leads into a, 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 the next very next verse. People sometimes will say, well, what if I've strayed? What if I've walked away from the Lord? What if I'm not walking with the Lord? First John 1, 6, to, that's how you get back, you know, because he'll cleanse us from our unrighteousness, won't he? He, he, will, he, will, uh, he will allow us to join back up with him and walk with him with that forgiving, cleansing power. And then lastly, this, is, this has always been one of the, the core verses of many tribes, Jeremiah 6.16. Thus says the Lord, stand at the crossroads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it. And then you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. And that's a sad part of that, that passage. So we can, we can decide to walk with God. Uh, we can decide to walk on our own, in our own power and our own strength. God, I know where I want to go, and I don't need you to help me. You know, We stiffen ourselves. At least I have from time to time. I may not be alone. You know, uh, And so I just wanted to give you some examples of if, if you were to say, it, walking with God is a thread woven through just about every book in the Bible. And it's, it's one that, that I believe in our day needs to be paid attention to. Walking in our household is a big thing right now. We prayed for Jeff and appreciate that. Four years ago, he was, he was walking, but it was starting to go downhill. I remember uh, Pastor Greg and Jill, we were at a pastor's conference up in Everett, and that was about when it was really beginning to dawn on us, he's losing his ability to walk. And we prayed at that time, and, uh, you know, it's a reality for us every day, uh, this matter of walking. Now, I want to uh, focus on one last passage about walking, because uh, I believe that this is where God has something for us today. Maybe it's you, maybe it's someone you know. How many of us know the, the uh, 23rd Psalm? No. I'm horrible at memorizing scripture, so, you know, I've tried to memorize it probably 
37 times and crashed and burned that many times, but I, I know parts of it, okay? And let me, I'm going to read, because the first four verses are, have to do with the shepherd and the sheep and walking with this shepherd. The remaining verses in, are about the shepherd's hospitality as he switched David. David um, wrote, they think that David wrote this psalm when he was in a, a deep valley, uh, a horrendous valley, when his son Absalom had revolted against him and was trying to overthrow David. And so he was in a difficult place. Now, I'll start, I'll read it. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And this is the verse that has kind of captured me because it's really been helping me process over the last number of weeks. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me and your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So I just want to unpack, I guess is a, a good way or, or focus on that last verse. Um, um, what, I, I really started to think, what is the shadow of the valley of death? Why did David write about a shadow? I mean, th- there was plenty of reality that was, what was coming at him. So why was he talking about a shadow? And so I've been pondering it. I've been asking people about what, they, what do they think this, this shadow, what is the shadow of the valley of death? And uh, here's a... Here's a lesson. I, I have a shadow right behind me, and probably coming. A shadow only occurs when something comes between the light and yourself. The, that's when a shadow occurs. Light is shining on me. We know uh, it's kind of one of the fun things about walking at dusk is you get a really long shadow, don't you? And you see, I am really behind the remaining light, and I am casting a large shadow. And so that's something to, to think about. In, if Jesus is the light of the world, and there's a shadow of the valley of death, it means that the light of Christ that is coming at us may be being, it's, in some respects, it's being blocked and creating a shadow, you know. And so it's a matter of what you turn to look at. Will we turn and look at the shepherd, or will we turn and pay attention to the shadow? Now, for me, let's, let's do this. While, we're, while I'm talking, I'm just going to trust that the Holy Spirit's going to say, I want you to be thinking about this. What valley am I in, or what valley have I been through? What valley is creating a shadow in my life? Something that's making me worry, something that is like impending doom. It's something that, that wants to distract us from who the shepherd is. And so if you'll take a moment, just, I'll just trust the Holy Spirit will be showing you. Is it a shadow? Is, is the valley a valley of infirmity, perhaps right now? You're going through infirmity or somebody you love is. Is it a valley of uh, indecision? 
Is it a valley of uncertainty? That's what we've identified because we, we don't know what's going on with our son. We, we, we really, and do I have to know? No, I don't have to know because God can go, you know. God, I don't need you to know. I just need you to look to me, the shepherd, you know. But I, I battled them. This morning, wee hours of the morning, I'm, I'm awake. And what am I doing running scenarios? Does anybody here run scenarios? Do they usually lead you in a good direction? No, they, they're the shadows, aren't they? They are the shadow of what God says in his word is real. And see, one of the things we want to do is when light is shining and yet you're focusing on shadows, turn and look to the shepherd and look to, look to his word. What does his word say about this matter? What does his word say is for me today? And so perhaps you're, it's the valley of impurity that you can't seem to get out of. Perhaps it's the valley of just a mountain of debt that you're never going to get out from under. You know, I believe that the next words in what David has in this are, so we've kind of identified a valley. We know what a shadow is. What do we do about it? What can we do about it? If we're walking, again, we didn't, he didn't carry us through the valley. We have to walk through the valley. We're walking. There's none. One of the things about RV living is a lot of people have these electric bikes now. Those are very cool. Did you know that? And you just get on them and we're still walking. <laughs> I can't afford can't afford that. That's a does a serious, but they're really cool. And, uh, so we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. First thing is. I will fear no evil. That's a good word. And, and evil or fear wants to overwhelm us sometimes. Those what ifs, the what if things. Is anybody tracking with this? You, you battle with the what ifs. And you know, God made us. He created us in his image. We can run scenarios. We can think through, and sometimes we're right. But what God would say is more than being right, I don't want you to be living in fear. I want, if, if, if a doom scenario looms over you, reject it. I like that uh, child's game, whack-a-mole. Anybody <laughs> do whack-a-mole? You know, and, and when, a, when a fear rises up, it sticks up its head, just go whap. Smack it down, you know, whap. Because it... Different things will pop up. That's what was happening to me early this morning until I said, no, I'm going to trust in you, God. I'm going to trust you with this. And so we shouldn't fear evil because what? Thou art with me. And that's, see, that's so good. Jesus has pledged himself to walk with us. One of the, the wonderful scriptures we, re, we often revisit at Easter time is the walk to Emmaus. That is, that is a great passage. This is, God, if, if God stopped walking with Adam and Eve in the cool of the garden, guess what? He's willing to walk with us now. And, and, he, and so that, that matter, he, I will fear no evil. How? Why? Because you're with me. You're with me. You're with me. Sometimes our last thing that we'll say at night, maybe it's been a troubling day, 
One of the things sometimes I'll pray is, Lord, the, the best thing about today is that it's over with, you know. <laughs> have days like that? Yeah. But we, we have learned, this is one of our takeaways from COVID. God, I'm going to thank you today. The last words from our lips are going to be, thank you, God, because you are going to walk us through this. You're going to see us through this. Amen. And then finally, there's this thing about a rod and a staff. Now, let's talk about sheep for a moment. Sheep are, we, we've all heard it, they're not the brightest bulbs on the tree, right? Uh, they, they just, uh, do you know that sheep are afraid of their own shadow? That's kinda, that kind of matches up with that passage. They will be frightened by their shadow. And so one of the things that a... Uh, a shepherd will do. He has the rod is a, is a stiff, a very stiff thing. It's for fending off evil. It's for fending off uh, animals of prey that would come after the sheep. But he also has a staff, and that's, that's where he'll gently... See, sheep also, I learned this as I studied a little bit, sheep will never wander from the path because they don't know, even if they've worn the path out and it's just a, a path of dirt, he has to nudge them off the path to where the food is. And so he will nudge the sheep from side to side because they're, well, there's the path, I'm sticking to it, you know. And, uh, and so the good shepherd, how many of us know we have a good shepherd? Yeah. Amen. John chapter 10, that's a good one. Uh, so there is a rod and a staff, and together they come for me. I don't have to worry about a bear or a lion or uh, the different things that are, or a copperhead snake. We don't have to worry about that because, you know, it, I had my wife with me and she spotted it, you know. And uh, how many times has God gotten you out of, out of a jam, you know, out of danger? It's amazing, isn't it? That's because his rod and his staff are with us. The shepherd walks with us. Amen. So, I've never been very good at using my notes. <laughs> I go like this. Never, never very good. At <laughs> so, where am I? Well, we talked about valleys. We've talked about sheep. We've talked about paths. We've talked about shadows. We've talked about... Uh, the what-ifs and the fearful scenarios. So how do we walk through this valley? We walk with the shepherd. And so again, uh, the encouragement that would come, the, the takeaway from today is identify the valley that you might be in the midst of right now or someone you love dearly is in that valley. That testimony, those testimonies this morning were awesome, weren't they? Guess what? Those are valleys, you know. And, and just say, he's going to be with me. He's going to be with me. He's going to be with them. He's going to be with them. How many of us have loved ones that I call off the rails right now? <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, maybe it's a good thing to say, okay, they're sticking on that path. Instead of food on either side, there's just going to be a bunch of thorns. And they're going to what? <laughs> you know, we need to nudge them back onto the narrow path. Amen. And uh, 
I guess the way to wrap things up today, not I guess, I know, is perhaps you're here today and one of the things that, that you have to activate is a walk with God. Perhaps you're here today and you have not prayed to receive Jesus Christ. That's when your walk with God begins. You know, you go through the narrow gate. And then it says that you, you go on a narrow path that is fraught with difficulties but leads to eternal life. You can begin a walk with God um, simply by praying and, and, and receiving him into your heart. If you're here today and you feel like, I'm not sure I, I really know Jesus or have ever really asked him into my life, today's a good day, right? You want to walk with the shepherd. Perhaps another possibility is you have, you're not on the narrow path. You realize, I, I did meet Jesus, but right now, I know in my life, I'm on the wide path that leads to destruction. Or maybe it's your loved one. You raise them to know the Lord. And they, and, but instead, there's, they're on a different path. And, and, and so, we can, we'll pray about that. In fact, we, we, I know Pastor Greg and Jill have a team that will pray with anybody that comes forward. If you know what that valley is and you just need somebody to remind you the shepherd is with you, that'd be, that'd be a good thing, wouldn't it, to do today. Uh, is your walk with God current and up to date? Well, I walked with him. I was walking with him six weeks ago, but somehow a detour happened and I'm over here and he's over there. What happened? You took a detour. And, and, and the Lord, the good thing about a detour is it will always lead you back to the intended path of God. Amen? Uh, and finally, like we said in Jeremiah 6.16, I hope that we're not in a place where right now we're saying we will not walk in it. And that, that will, that will uh, the other end of that shepherd's staff is uh, to pull you back, and he will pull us back. He's, he's incredible that way. So that's, uh, did we connect today? You know, just with your walk with God, would you protect your walk with God? It is the most precious, most gifted, wonderful thing he's given us. Be protective of your walk with God. If you sense something coming in, that's creating a shadow and your attention is on the shadow and then on the darkness, all we have to do is pivot and turn and say, no, this is, this is where the shepherd's going. I'm walking straight towards him, amen? So let's pray. So, uh, Lord God, how we love you. you. You give us so many ways to picture what you're all about. And today we've kind of looked at you as our shepherd and, and you don't want harm to come to any one of us here. You only want for us to walk with you. And you'll show us stuff. You'll see us through stuff. You will, you will even though there's shadows, Lord Jesus, you'll say, no, there's a way through this valley. And I just pray right now, Holy Spirit, if someone's feeling like I'm never going to climb out of this valley, it is it is greater than me. Holy Spirit, would you let us know today that there is no valley that is greater than the shepherd's ability to walk us through it. 
So that's our prayer together. And uh, bless this church. Bless each household in this church, Lord. Bless every person. Bless our loved ones. The ones that are are away from you right now. Lord, we don't want to finish our walk here without you drawing them back to yourself. And so those are things on our heart. How we love you, we honor you, we praise you, we glorify you. Can we say amen? Amen. Amen. Hey guys, Billy here. I'm the media director here at Polson Foursquare, and I'm glad that you guys could join us this morning. If you guys are looking for more information, you guys can go to polsonfoursquare.org. And if you guys enjoyed the sermon, consider subscribing or sharing it with a friend. Thanks for joining us this morning, and we hope that you have a blessed week.